0: show truth, to show for truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth.
1: Myself, it is not conventional worldly religion. While I do believe that all religions are are based on uh, on certain truths, uh, you know, love being the truth. I feel that they're often skewered uh, I actually, in my possession, I have the the atheist Bible, a collection of irreverent. Uh, thoughts and in it uh there are many good quotes but one one particular chapter is called the book of truth Uh, i'd like to um share a quote with you
2: please
1: for what is truth in matters of religion it is simply the opinion that has survived in matters of science it is the ultimate sensation oscar wilde
2: You. You may see an image that appears to be different from that of the person sitting next to you. But what if we were all looking at the same thing? A number of pairs of eyes gazing, a number of different interpretations, a number of different possibilities. What if we allowed for changes in perspective because we knew that it was a crucial part of our development? What if we realized? Were to have a personal relationship with it, an the relationship as our life, we would find that there is much to appreciate. It. We would likely find that our religion gets a big blue second place ribbon when compared to our spiritual, personal relationship with it. That our religion is part of our spirituality and characteristic of our personal relationship with it. go down.
3: The main factor in a lot of religions is it's about control and fear. And they use God as a leverage tool in order to keep people in line. And this has been happening since religion was created. And I'm sure that's part of the reason why it was created. I'm sure there is some truth um, to to the connection to the source, but I think they they changed it to make it seem like God was just sitting up there on his little cloud just watching everybody and waiting for you to sin and just judge it. And it knows everything you think and everything you say and everything you do. And if you fuck up, straight to hell, straight to hell with you. Um, So that's one thing that I definitely think it is not. Um, It it shouldn't be in any way. I mean, how can there be a, a loving, graceful God that created all humans with the ability to make up their own mind and choose what they want in life? And then if the humans don't choose exactly what God expected them to choose, then they're condemned. Um, I think that it's really sad that something as beautiful as spirituality has been twisted. It's just been so twisted throughout the years. Um, Some religions, or some sects of religions, more than others. Um, I lived in the South for a while, and not to be judging myself, but a lot of the Southern Baptists, they would take one look at you and just think you're going to hell because you're a sinner, because you have tattoos, because you have piercings, because you're different than them. You know, just conforming and following along and playing by God's rules is the most important thing to them. And if you don't fall into that, then you're a heathen. You're going straight to hell. And I think that, you know, if there is a collective energy or a conscious being of any sort that is watching over, I think the last thing that he should be is judging of us. We all have the ability to make up our own minds and to choose what we feel is right for us individually. And to say that if you have sex before you're married or if you curse or what have you, that you're damned. I just think it's ridiculous. That's my personal
4: A collision in my mind, an unstoppable force is an immovable object, but does is anything- Glory that has been and a beauty that has never been in me and beyond the understanding. This is what I've for. to explore and it may be more than I like can afford. I do not wish to follow up believing. Do you have? Uh, it's called
1: the Atheist Bible an illustrious collection of irreverent irreverent thoughts. Like nice.
4: how, how big is it? Is it pretty huge?
1: No, it's it's um, I don't know, probably about 200 pages. It's just a collection of quotes, really, mm-hmm. and they're just they're all by. I mean, there's Mark Twain, um, Voltaire, Nietzsche, uh, Emily Dickinson, Oscar Wilde, Emerson, Thoreau. There's there's a bunch of good writers that are quoted in there.
5: Nice. All of which believed in some some, some kind of form of God. Which right. Is...
1: <laughs> That's uh, kind of what what uh, drew me in when I read it. <laughs> um, but uh, it's they're all they're 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 not necessarily arguments against um, God, just against religion, basically. I think.
5: Yeah. I think that's part of what you know. The show is about is is understanding that distinction. Yeah, making the distinction between what is God and what is religion, Um, what is truth. I mean, there is some truth in parts of some religion, but to say that religion is truth, I think, is to demean God and the concept of God because it's, it's limiting. But um, I think it's born out of a place like religious experience. Ultimately, is born from a place that is true, and that is an individual's sudden tapping into some, some divine, you know, um, the 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 ho- holy shit wow moment, um, whatever it is, and they start expressing that. Next thing you know people think that's really cool and you said that better than I could and I, I like the, your interpretation. Let's build a church around it and let's kill anybody that doesn't agree with what we do. Right. It's like, but wait a minute. It was just your perspective. Yeah.
1: Now, that about that love thing, right? That doesn't mean these people, right?
5: Yeah, yeah. About love thy neighbor as thyself. What does that mean? Well, not if he's black. <laughs>
1: I mean, come on, we can't have that.
5: I mean, I thought you were smarter than this, <laughs> and yet that's what uh, it seems like a, a lot of, a lot of things would have you believe. A lot of people in this country, uh, but fortunately not as many as I'm sure it, just, uh, it has been my misfortune to meet. Um, and uh, there's a god awful lot of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> If you ask me what I want, I will tell you what I need. And it is simply to be and to breathe and to feed on the touch and the taste of a life with a purpose, not a purposeful waste. If you ask me what I need, I'll tell you what I'll be. A beacon of truth, living life in pursuit of the lies that we tell, which poison this well of compassion and love. And so I push and I shove all the falsehoods away. If you ask me, I'll say one must seize the day. We were created divine in the universal mind And all life is entwined with rhythm and rhyme And view the sublime power of choice So give reason a voice And listen not to the sayers of nay, Who would choose your thoughts for you Who would make you obey Who would have you in chains Who would addle your brains Who would strip you your might So stand up and fight for the things that are right For the just and the true And the bold and the new and the infinite wisdom that is
1: I go along the lines of the same same vein that Sammy was going in that um, I, I think because I caught a Fox news clip earlier sorry about um, that <laughs> sorry but uh, our, our our Christian nation and that's really what it is um, is is the biggest example of religion um, severing ties to spiritual belief and just plain messing with people's lives. Every time I, anytime I actually do catch a news clip from any major news organization, um, the references to our, our uh, Christian background, albeit not actually Christian, are um, overwhelming, and they're just—they they demonize everything. is actually found a way to make you feel like you're going to hell if you're not with what they're uh, selling you. What it is not is the major religions for
5: the, the first thing in addressing what you, what you just said, uh, and thank you for sharing is is that this isn't a Christian nation. It's a nation of hypocrites that poses as Christian um, and house a number of ideological Christian beliefs that uh, are ideal but nobody actually follows or walks. And I think that's a frustrating, and that's, that's what's become so um, us versus them, demonize anyone that disagrees. Like, you, you, even yourself, can't agree upon your own messiah's words. I mean, even within Christianity, there is, what, 26,000 sects? Something that's saying. point is, how many of them are actually living a life that would be deemed Christian like You yeah, guys have been around the planet, you know, for as long as or as long as I have. How many actual Christians you ever met in your life? I bet you've probably met some. I bet you you know what they look like, and you know what you know it's a duck when you see it. And then you have everybody else that um, goes to church on Sunday. So, how do you reconcile those two things? Something that. Uh, that's, uh, Mike Smithy actually said when they were on the road trip where he doesn't have a problem with the, uh, the fact that a lot of <clears throat> people don't share his beliefs and he's a lot more tolerant because those people aren't really Christian I'm paraphrasing and, and that that. minute um, and then sell your children the next. Is it because it's the opium of the masses? Is it because, um, you know, there's a lot of money to be made there? There's a lot of power and social control? I clearly think that the founding fathers who started this country probably were decent Christians, or at least spiritual people, um, who would balk and shudder at what it's become and at the hypocrisy of anybody that claims. I mean, we have a nation of people that are that are not active, that are not enjoying their life, that don't even know who their neighbor is, um, does that sound price-like? Not so much. So anyway, that was my thought on
6: what you had said.
1: I think a really interesting fact about our Founding Fathers is that um, while uh, from uh, biographies and documents they've left for us to read uh, many of them were spiritual but very few of them were actually christian in fact a majority of them rallied against um, Christian beliefs
5: oh I, I, and I and I agree with you I'm not saying that um, you know they, they were puritanical uh, Christians um, who went around and knocked on doors and all that but the way in which they lived their life well, you know uh, the speeches that they made the memoirs that they left they had a, a, a definite Spiritual Christian ethos that they actually lived by, not something right. That they
4: Actual
1: Christian, yeah.
5: Yeah, and, and that's the, that's the difference is, is the difference between the people that are running the country and the and the control groups that are managing the airwaves that tout themselves as Christian and then the real thing. And we get so I just want to make a distinction between those two um, because I think there is a difference that's worth noting that you have people that um, regardless of what they claim as their faith are christian life, you know, or buddhist life, you know, in that they kind of try and walk the walk of the Buddha or Christ or the Krishna, etc. And then you have everybody else that's sort of playing on this, you know, or, or they're fans for the team, but they don't actually do anything with it. You know, they're the people on the sidelines that are watching everybody else kind of live that life and think that it's really cool entertainment, but then don't go and put that into practice. They're the sideliners in their faith, and I think that, unfortunately, there's more of them than there are the real, the real deal, and they're the ones that are in control.
2: churches, and I experienced uh, people in mob form speaking in tongues, waving their arms in the air. Uh, There there was one church I went to that was like 25 people, and we we walked into the church, and all the chairs were in a circle, and there was one in the middle, and the one in the middle was for me, and they uh, just began religiously uh, interrogating me. (laughs) When I first moved to San Diego, uh, there was a, a book signing happening by Neil Donald Walsh, who wrote the Conversation with God series. And uh, I'd only, the, only, the first book was the only one I knew of at the time, and I, I really appreciated the book. So Scott and I said, you know, we're going to this, definitely. And we went, and it was at this church, but it was very different from all the churches that... Um, that I had seen before in my life. So I saw all these different kinds of churches and then, and then I walk into this place. The Pacific Church of Religious Science, um, a member of the United Church of Religious Science, had no idea what that was or what it meant. But um, we liked it so much because we saw people actually engaged with one another. Either were people crying, hugging, laughing. Um, and the topics that Reverend Kathy spoke about were things that were on my mind and they didn't have uh, the, the Jesus branding or any other religious branding on it. It was just talking. It was, it was just talking about the real stuff of life. And it was also interesting to me that roughly two-thirds of the congregation of 2,000 people every week were homosexual because that showed me um, not only that people that were gay, um that were being honest with themselves in their, in their life, that is kind of a spiritual awakening and um, we were all sharing that in our own different ways and uh, but Reverend Kathy Hearn could be confused as a Christian and um, my mentor Matt Russo he is a Christian and he and his wife don't wear crosses
7: I think it's interesting the way people act on their beliefs. You know, I'm always interested in that. That's my new little hobbyist study. Why? How do you act on your belief? You know what I mean? For instance, a lot of Christians wear crosses around their necks. Nice sentiment. But do you think when Jesus comes back, he's going to want to see a fucking cross? Ow. Kind of like going up to Jackie Onassis with a rifle pendant on, you know? Stinking of John, Jackie. We love him. Trying to keep that memory alive, sweetie. (laughs) Maybe that's why Jesus had not shown up yet. Man, he's up in heaven going, Dad, they're still wearing crosses. I'm not going. Fuck it. No, they totally missed the point. No. Fuck it. No way, man. No. Okay, I'll go back as a bunny. But uh, I'm not. Hey, aren't you Jesus? No, I'm a fucking rabbit. Shut up. Here's a chocolate egg. That's about all you can handle spiritually right now. Could y'all evolve by next Easter? This suit is real fucking itchy. Okay. I'm Jesus the bunny. I'm Jesus, I'm Jesus, Jesus the bunny. Jesus, 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 Jesus.
2: And she pointed out, like, uh, people that do that are really just trying to be part of a club, but they're not really having a relationship with their God. And um, so they're just the real deal. And, and I have met a very small amount, uh, I can count on one hand, of that people that were the actual thing, and they are hard to miss. Um, but I think that it's also just a, a brand name for religion that's just referencing the same thing that we're talking about right now. And uh, so that's... A view I have on that, you know, just God is... Much, much bigger than religion. Well, I, I think absolutely. Um, you know,
5: 14 billion years ago, life began from an instant of nothingness, and only in the last what three, four, five thousand years has the concept of God even entered the mind of man. No one been written about in the language, and it's you know usually involved sacrifice and murder and bloodshed and. Um, Believing in you know the, the holy shoe or, or whatever the case may be, but um, it's curious to me that it's the greatest concept arguably that man's ever created, you know, or that's that's ever come uh, to the light of, of the mind of man, and that is this this notion of what what is God, and what I always find interesting is that even when I mean to speak about uh, such a concept is to, to immediately put limitations on it anyway. Um, because you're trying to put something that is um, unspeakable, unspeakably amazing, profound, uh, infinitely small and big into a very narrow margin where you know our language just doesn't encompass, encompass such an idea. Right. But we have this propensity to then quabble over whose really bad version of the indescribable is the best. Um, and then if you don't believe that, we should kill you. And I think that's wrong. One of the ways in which I think that that seeps into society is something somebody said earlier um, in, in, in their definition um, of what, what God is not. I think it was you, Sammy, is like non-judgmental, non... And I think that, that you're right, but I also have to say that on one level you're wrong because if, if God is this infinite, infinite, um, ever-present Concept of spirit presence that we have, he has to be all things. If we're creating his image, maybe he is a judgmental son of a bitch, you know. Um, as much as he's not, I think that you have to embrace both sides of it, like Eastern mythology, uh, Eastern philosophy does—that that is the yin and the yang. you know. This in, in Christianity and most Western religions, you draw a line that say, it has to be this or that. And that's it. It's either good or it's bad. It's the, it's the dark side of the force or the light side of the force. And, and instead of it's just the force, why do we have to draw the distinction? As soon as you start doing that, people start having divisiveness between them. Wars happen, people die in the name of something that they only fucking partially understood to begin with. And it's kind of ridiculous to me.
2: What if the only way that God could actually enter the lives of people who, who need that to be the 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 ones that... Um, we're in contrast to the, the traditional religions, then maybe the only way it can enter their lives is in this kind of ridiculous way, because otherwise they're just not going to get it.
3: People need pretty packaging,
4: so I would uh, have to agree with you on that one.
3: So people love us, and this world to be able you know, to come together. And me, me, that, 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 and we can all kind of have different views <laughs> different <laughs>
6: on it was pretty much like uh non-denominational Christian, um, but that doesn't really spell it out too much. I guess I probably shouldn't rather able to talk about the characters because of the love that was right around me. Um, my grandparents were very loving, I was surrounded by love, so um, it was pretty easy from that standpoint to uh, feel that they were this to sort of accidentally without trying to 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 just sort of assume like that there's a unity and a love that will will emerge between people even when it isn't quite there you know like I I can see love that wasn't quite there yet.
2: Basically, you move around a lot. Uh, There's a different kind of a structure, and uh, I was raised without any dogmas, without any constructs to what I was supposed to think. And anytime a a question arose as to what I should think, and I asked that of my my mom, she always put the ball back in my court. When I first questioned God, I said, Is there a God? She said, That's something, That's, something That's,
4: something That's something you have to find out on your own. That's something you have to find out on your own. That's something you have to find out on your own. And I think that is the perfect
1: answer you can give to a child. One of the main things that started making sense to me where I had my first couple of experiences was simply that everything was falling into place. When I was traveling, the idea of manifesting what you need, uh, the idea that if you need something, it, it will present itself if you truly need it. And uh, the things that don't present itself uh, um, have to put in force and effort to generate things that you don't. And then the first
0: thing that really took me The universe, life, everything, was um, Lao Tzu and reading the Tao Te Ching, and then I followed that up with the Tao of Pu That, for me, was the first grand awakening in my life, in the center of of the great wheel, as it were, just like all of consciousness and everything was moving around me, like like timeless and eternal, in a moment, and... um, Pretty much the rest of my life has been about getting back to that and staying in that as, more, as much as I can because there was a period for, you know, a couple of weeks where literally it was like living in paradise. And, uh, every interaction I had was just serendipitous, it was this just amazing expression with all of my friends, my sister, you know, some really close friends, and we were all in this together, I mean, it was very much like the birth of church, and the the place from where I think it's born, which is this inexplicable but visceral connection to living, and the shared experience of that, you know, that's what, you know, when two or more are in, you know, in the same room, or uh, in my name, I am with them, you know, that's, that's, you're talking about this outpouring of this feeling, this welling inside, and this place of stillness also that you have. Um, And I think we we were blessed to be able to share that for a time, and that was a magical magical period. period, that was a magical period, that was a magical period.